How's it going? How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Josh Chaval, and I'm here with Chad Davis and Devin Davis. And today we've got an awesome interview with NBA player from the Atlanta Hawks, Travion Graham. So special thanks to him. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DFTSPod, or with any questions and comments, email us at DFTSPod at gmail.com. So let's get it rolling. All right, we now welcome on former VCU basketball player and current NBA player for the Atlanta Hawks, Travion Graham. What's going on? What's up, man? Nothing much. Just chilling inside the house. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I guess I'll ask you about the state of the NBA right now with the coronavirus and kind of get your take on when you think the season will be back. Um, hopefully that it um, it does come back this year. I think that if it does come back this year, it'll change, you know, the timing of, of the rest of the NBA for the rest of, you know, the year, just because if we start in June, I think they're trying to get it to start in maybe June. We won't end um, until later in the year, so we probably won't start our, our season until like Christmas Day next year if they would decide to come back this year. So um, I think coming back would change, you know, how the NBA is ran a little bit. Um, but I do, I hope that it comes back so we can finish up the season. Um, just getting here in Atlanta and got used with the team. And it would just be great to come back and finish the season. Um, and definitely um, guys like Vince, this is his last year to be able to um, finish out his season would be great as well. Yeah, so speaking of Vince Carter, what's kind of been the impact that he's had on you, and how has his game helped develop your game? Um, a lot just to watch him um, um, just change the way he's played from when he was you know, rookie to now. He played in, what, three decades of basketball, and yeah. he's uh, changed his game um, to the fit in these three of those decades. And even now, he doesn't play as much because of you know, his age and uh, the time on his knees and everything, but... He still knows how to score. He still knows how to play the game. His IQ of the game is so high. So just watching him play really helped me in the short time that I was here. And um, I think that he's impacted a lot of the younger guys, especially Cam. Um, he you know, started out his career real slow, but now he's you know, catching fire. So um, I think that he's a great, you know, great player, great, you know, definitely for the league. But just for me to have him in his last year to be able to you know, grow and learn from him is, you know, is an amazing thing. So when you got traded to uh, Atlanta, how did you feel like you fit you fit in with the team? Uh, were you able to become like a mentor to Cam and DeAndre Hunter? I feel like that I was when I first got on the team. I didn't know what to expect. I just wanted to get and try to you know fit in, you know find my space on the team. Uh, I feel like that I I'm just a guy that shows up and and, and is professional. And I think that when a team that's real young and needs veteran players that's professional, and I think Vince, me, you know, uh, Bembry, uh, Deadman, a lot of the guys that's in the older been in the league come shows, you know, shows the younger guys, you know, professionalism, how to come in and work every day. And I think that that's something that young guys need definitely on the team. So they have the talent, they can score, they can, you know, they have all the skill. Um, just you know, growing that aspect, I think that you know, really helps. So tell me a little bit about what the journey was like for you going from undrafted to finally making a roster and being a part of a rotation. It was tough. Um, went undrafted, um, then played in the summer league and got picked up by Utah uh, for a training camp. Um, I thought that you know I'll be in Utah for a while, thought I could make the team. Didn't work out that way. Um, played in the G League all year, or D League back then for a year. And, you know, went up and down. I started off the season 
I didn't think I, I wanted, I didn't want to be there really. Um, I wanted to, you know, be an NBA, um, and I didn't take it too serious. And, I, and my stats showed. Then I ended up getting hurt. So my first half of my, you know, D league experience was real, was real bad. Um, but then when I came back from that injury, I started to, you know, appreciate, you know, learning and growing as a player. And I, I ended up the season pretty well and going into summer league. That's when Charlotte had picked me up. And from then on, it's just, you know, working hard coming in and, you know, finding my space in each in each team that I've been in from Charlotte to, you know, to Brooklyn to Minnesota. Um, just wanted to, like, each place that I went, wanted to find my niche, wanted to find where I fit in. And I think I had, you know, a pretty good role in each team that I played on from from each team. So um, I think that, you know, I had you know, a longer road, a tough road, but I think I wouldn't trade it for the world because it got me to a mindset of knowing how to fit into NBA and knowing what to do when it comes to each team and how to, how to fit into um, different roles. All right, so this one's kind of random, but – the Hawks probably have some of the best jerseys in the NBA, in my opinion. So I wanted to ask you what your favorite jersey has been. Um, Peachtree. Peachtree. Those are yeah. fine. <laughs> before I even got there, I was playing 2K with my friend. I was like, and he plays with Atlanta. And I was like, them, like he plays, that's the only jersey he plays with. And I love them jerseys. So when I actually got on the team, that's the first thing I did is take a picture of the jersey and send it to him. Like, that. Like I love those jerseys. That's probably yeah, my favorite jersey was those and I also loved um, Charlotte. We had a, a black and a black and like green jersey. I feel, I like pretty. I liked a lot, but I would say Peachtree is my favorite. Uh, so going back to those trades, what's it like on like a personal level, like having to move your family and stuff when you get traded? It's tough. It's it's quick. Um, I actually can't. I went into practice. I went to practice that day. Um, before I can step on the court, they told me that, um, the news. So basically, I left, um, packed up, left. And by the, before I got home, Atlanta was calling me, telling me I had to get on the plane that night. So having to get home, pack, get my family because I have a son. So I have to get my family, get them flights um, out as well and pack up the house. So to get all of that done within... A couple hours, you know, if I didn't have a team behind me to like help me, it'll be hard. But um, it's real, it's real tough. Definitely, you by yourself. I think like the transition from finding a home, um, getting your family together, packing up a house, cars, whatever, you, whatever you need to move from one spot to the next. Um, it's real, it's real tough. But we, you know, the NBA um, players union really helps us with you know figuring everything out. And um, and outside of that. No, the weather from Minnesota to Atlanta was totally different. I love it. <laughs> I, I, bet, love, I, bet. I love heat. So I'm going from negative, I think the, the lowest it was was negative 20, negative yeah. 20 degrees to coming here was like 60, 70 at the time. Like, I, I loved that. My family loved it. Like, my best friends, my one of my best friends lives out here. So it was a good, you know, when it comes to like that, I really liked, I liked it. I was able to, you know, spend a lot of time with my family because I'm closer. So, I mean, I like it in that aspect. So I wouldn't, like I said, I I wouldn't change the trade for, for anything. Um, I wish that, you know, I could have finished the season off in Minnesota with the guys, but no, I, I do enjoy being in Atlanta. All right. What is your favorite thing to do outside of basketball? Um, My favorite thing to do is to watch movies, which I've done a lot of in the, in the last couple of weeks. 
Um, watch movies, play games. I like to draw. I can draw a little bit. I'm starting to draw. And if I could, I would go bowling, but I can't go bowling. I'm, my mom was, you know, uh, she, she was a pro bowler, so I learned a lot about bowling. Uh, so okay. I, I'm, a, you know, I'm a pretty good bowler. And I, and I tell everybody on the team when I go, if, they go, if we ever go bowling, you know, let, them, let me know, because I love bowling. I used to bowl like, every weekend, so. Um, those are, you know, those are a couple of things I like, but I can't draw worth anything. <laughs> I, I didn't think I can draw either. Like I, like I was like, I, I know I can't draw. And then one day I was just bored and I saw a pitch and I said, let me try to draw. And I was, it actually looked pretty good. And I was like, well, I might as well keep trying. And I got better and better at it. And I still got some time, some ways to go, but you know, I, I enjoy it. And it's like to see, you know, going from nothing on the paper, on, on the paper, piece of paper to something that I drew is, is you know, it's, it's pretty fun and, you know, I'm, you know, excited. So what's your go-to movie? Go-to movie? I'm a Will Smith guy, so, um, okay. I like, like, my, I don't know, my favorite movie of his is Seven Pounds. I like Seven Pounds, Collateral Beauty, of course, Men in Black and everything. Then you have basketball movies. Um, I like Blue Chip, Love and Basketball, He Got Game. Um, but I'm a real scary movie guy. So I like Insidious, Saw, like all the Saws. Insidious hey. is my favorite movie up to date when it comes to like scary movies. Um, and the only the only movie that actually scares me is was Freddy Krueger growing up because I couldn't go to sleep. So um, outside of that, <laughs> so I love scary movies now. Like. I just, I'll go by myself just to watch a scary movie at night, just put on a scary movie. Dude, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I watched that, I watched it when I was a kid, and I couldn't sleep for, like, days, and now I'm terrified of clowns. Like, bruh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, it was scary when I was younger now. Like, it, like, definitely the second one wasn't as scary to me. I think the second one wasn't as good as the first one. Oh, yeah. How often do you play yourself on 2K? Uh, I try not to. Like, I play, my, like, because when I play as myself, I'm the only one shooting. So, um, <laughs> I try not to, but I normally play random. So, like, if I land on, like, my team, I definitely will. But um, I try to play random as possible. Just to, so whoever I play with, I know I'm pretty good at, at it with. Um, but every year I get the game, I, I, play with, I play as myself a couple of games, and then I'll, like, just leave it alone. Oh, what do you think about your game and your rating? Do you think you're underrated or think 2K got it? 2K, I'm I'm trash at 2K. I can't I can't make a layup. I can't I can dunk though. So I, like I said, it's my defense is trash. Like I don't know. I can't do I can't do much. But I know how to play the game, so I can score like maybe eight points for myself at max. But um, it's a game, so I know like it's a lot of great players that I know that I can't play with on on 2K, so I don't take it to heart. I just, you know, that's what y'all feel, but I wish I was a little higher. But I, I was about to say, in your defense, I mean, 2K20, I miss wide open layups with Giannis. <laughs> on. Yeah, so like, I can't, yeah, I can't be too mad about it. But I'm yeah. like, I said, just got to show, like I said, in a real game, what I can do, and I'm just happy to be on the game, to be honest, because when I was in college, they took away the college game. So I couldn't play it myself in college. So just to be on the game in 2K, you know, it was just a blessing. So um, just being on the game, I love it. So so going back to VCU, I mean, you had quite the college career. I mean, 
you are top five all time in scoring, which is awesome. So how do you think VCU prepared you for the NBA? Second. You're second? Second. second now? Oh, okay, that's even better. That's I, was awesome. second, I was second behind uh, at VCU. I was second behind Eric Manning. So with that being said, how do you think VCU prepared you for the NBA? Um, I think two things. I would say like hard work. Um, we work real hard at VCU, so it's nothing that you can really throw at me in the NBA that's going to make me, you know, kind of throw me off. And, you know, just being a professional, we had to be on time, we had to go to class, they checked every class, you know, just being, just growing up and being a man, they taught me how to be a man in college and being professional. So I think that Coach Schmott and our coaching staff really helped us with that. Yeah, in this hard work, I mean, I don't think there's anybody that can work harder than me in the NBA and I feel, you know, that's, that's just me. Maybe I'm biased, but I just feel like I work harder than most. I might not be the top most talented, but I'm going to outwork most people. Absolutely. There's a dog. Yeah, what <laughs> <laughs> So uh, kind of describe a little bit about the process leading up to the draft and kind of how important that is compared to your performance on the court. Um, my process up to the draft, I had 13 workouts, 13 workouts. Um, some of them was back-to-back days. Um, it just, I think it helped a lot when, when it came to like travel, because I would go from maybe LA to OKC to DC. So it helped me with travel and the NBA, it helped me with back-to-back games. It helped me like mentally get prepared, you know, for quick turnarounds. Um, I actually missed one of my workouts because I was in Philly and then my flight got canceled, so I had to take a bus. I had to take a bus from Richmond to D.C., then take a train from D.C. to Brooklyn. I ended up missing my, my workout. But it's just like anything, you know, they understood. But, you know, it's, it's, I missed – actually, it was Brooklyn. I missed the Brooklyn workout. And I ended up, you know, we ended up talking about it like, when I got there. And it was like nothing I could have done, but – um, and it's just like, I changed my diet, my, I changed my diet. I changed how, you know, I moved. Like I didn't go, I didn't go out as much. I didn't, I kind of stayed in and just like, I was really like laser focused on like making it to the NBA. And then up to the draft day, I, I knew that I probably wasn't going to get drafted. I was, the Spurs wanted to, wanted to draft me in the second round, but I didn't want I don't want them to have my rights, so I just told them like not to draft me. So that's why I went undrafted. But still, the best decision I made, you know, I think that you know I would still been like overseas or whatever it may be with the Spurs if I would have chose to get drafted and hear my name instead of like taking my own you no know, route and, and doing that. So I'm I'm happy yeah. that I decided to you know go the other route. Uh, so what was your uh, recruitment process like? Uh, with VCU, obviously, and then what, some, what were some other schools you were heavily considering? And then do you have any advice to any, like, current or from, or future recruits, kind of what you would advise them? Yeah, um, my, my, mine's pretty easy. I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of um, colleges. I had VCU, Miami, and Cleveland State. Funny story, me and Anthony Davis was going to go to um, Cleveland State together when he was six, whatever, six, five, I think. And they called me and was like, we have a point guard. 
that you know that we're trying to get names Anthony Davis. Um, not to go great together. And I was like, okay, you know, sounds good. And then like the summer went by and they I called they called me back and they was like, Yeah, he he decommitted, he's going to Kentucky. And I was like, well, how you go from Cleveland State to Kentucky? And he said he grew, <laughs> he grew to be seven feet tall and now he's number one player in the world. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I decommitted I stopped talking to them after that and then I mean, I, my, my dad's afraid of flying, so I couldn't go to Miami. And so it was real easy just to pick VCU. I actually called them and told them that I wasn't committing to them just to see how they reacted. And they, they was good. They was like, you know, congratulations, whatever you want to be. But then I ended up telling them I was, I was coming. So, But I only had three different teams, three different um, schools that wanted me. Um, and I was fine with that. I just wanted to go to college and play ball and enjoy it. And people ask me now, would I know would I change who I where I went? And of course not. I'm I'm living my dream right now, so I I would never change, you know, what I've been through. All right. So I got a question that I ask everybody that comes on. So yeah. say you're you're on the road, you're in the car, you're a little mm-hmm. bit hungry, right? But you couldn't eat a full meal. So you stop at a gas station. What's yeah. your go to gas station snack? <laughs> gas station snack. So I have to get a, a large Gatorade. Um, I'll yeah. probably get um, some type of barbecue chips, depending on what they have. And then I need like some gummy bears. So I'll, they'll, they'll hold me over until I can find something I actually eat. And then I'll smash something, a real big meal at night. But probably yeah, just something to drink, some barbecue chips and some gummy bears. All right, that's good, that's good. <laughs> This is another question we ask everyone that comes on here. It's the end of the world. It's a zombie apocalypse. What weapon are you using? And who is your group of guys that you're surviving with? Like, you say, like, my weapon, like, uh, any type of gun. So, like, I need to... It can be anything you want. Like, if you want a bat with nails on it, go for it. Like, nah, it's, you know, I'm, too, I'm too close with a bat with nails. I need something with distance. So I need a gun. Um... I'm gonna just use um, a Grand Theft Auto gun, a mini gun. So okay. Be all that. And then the group of guys, if I had to pick up, I have a group of friends, all my friends from BCU. Um, DJ Haley, Heath, Robert, Jew, we all play at BCU together. I'll probably, if I had to pick a group of guys, I'll probably pick a group of guys I'll go with. All right. So, what's it like playing with Trey Young, uh, all star point guard? <laughs> It's fun. It's I like outside of him, like I don't, I've never seen like it's exciting to come. Even if I'm not playing as much or whatever, it's to see him play. It's it's just entertaining. Like you never know what he's gonna do that day. Like even like on his bad days, he still scores twenty points, have eight nine re- eight nine assists. It's just you know, it's just fun, and he'll make two half court threes out of nowhere. You know, outside of him, like Kim is probably the only thing that's exciting that I've been on the same team with. But he's he's different. Like he he can yeah. he can really like like for us not to win as much. Like our crowd is always packed just because everyone wants to see him. It's yeah. it's really it's, it's it's crazy. He's he's something else. So definitely for it to be only his second year. Like he he can really be something something great. All right, so you're going to be a free agency, uh, be a free, yeah, be a free agent coming up, right? 
So what's your mindset kind of going into that? You know, how do you prepare for it? I prepare for during the season. Like I was hoping, like, like coming here, I wanted to, you know, play. You know, we had I think we had 15 more games, but I wanted to kind of have a stretch of good games, and I had started to put together a stretch of good games to end the season. Um, but there's nothing I can do at the like right now. Me and me and my agent talking to see who's interested, who I might fit well with, and then let him do his job. But like my job when it comes to that is to do what I have to do on the court. And as of now, there's nothing I can do until we're back on the court, hopefully this year. So um, just staying in, like right now, I can do a stay in shape and get ready for the season whenever it does come back into play and let my agent and my team do what they have to do to find me a, you know, find me a team. And I don't, like, I don't try to stress myself about it because I don't, I can't control it. Right. I can't control where I go. I can control who wants me. So I can't. No, I can't put too much thought into that. Just hopefully, you know, put my trust into my agent and my team. Yeah, for sure. So do you have like a funny or strange behind the scenes story regarding fans, teammates, coaches, whatnot? Uh, just something that no one would know. Just some kind of random. Uh, some kind of random. I, I had some crazy fans. I had in, in Charlotte, someone, um, he I guess the father, he drew me a picture and he wanted me to portray him for a jersey. And I said, no problem. Let's give me some time because now we're in Nike. We have to you know, switch. We have to like buy the jersey. And I said, I'll get you a jersey for your sons. And then like a week or so go by, he puts on Instagram that I stole from him. Oh, my God. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> he said he, I stole from him and they put it on Instagram. His wife put it on Instagram and. Yeah, and I was just like, I just told you, I'm, a, I'm, a, I have to buy you the jersey, and they, like, they blast, they blasted me, and I was like, from then on, like, I kind of was skeptical of like doing stuff with fans for, for just a little while. I'm, I'm fine with fans now, but just to go through that, it was my first time like interacting with that type of fan, and I was like, that was, that was kind of weird, and I was like, yeah. like, like, yeah. So, but that's probably like the weirdest. Like, it was just real strange, like. It was a week, a week went by, or whatever, and you, you're saying that I stole from you, but that that's probably the strangest. And then I have, I, but like all of my fans, like I said, that from Charlotte up until now has been great. Like they follow me, even my Charlotte fans, um, they still follow me. They still tell me, you know, you know how they miss me or whatever. So I always had a great group of good fan base, um, except for that that one, <laughs> that one incident. And that was yeah, <laughs> man, that's, that's insane. Yeah, so. So going back to, you know, your childhood and everything, what kind of yeah. got you started playing basketball? Uh, my parents. My, my dad played. He was a great, he's a big name in D.C. Um, growing up. Um, and then my mom, she, she came up around the same time as the WNBA got started. And she ended up, I guess she, I guess it was tryouts. And she made it all the way to the final cut. And that's when Lisa Leslie and all of them came into play. Wow, that's and, awesome. Um, yeah, so and she ended up getting cut then, but she she was really into basketball. My dad was really into basketball. So around four or five, they they put a basketball in my hand. I've been playing ever since. Um, just just a part of my family. That's what my family likes to do, and I enjoy it and I love it. So and I'm pretty good at it. So I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun game. It teaches so much, and, you know, I, I wouldn't be here without it. So I, I, you know, I appreciate the game, and I love the game for what it's done for me and my family. So so what fellow NBA teammates, well, I, I guess it doesn't have to be a teammate, can be any player in the NBA that you would say you're closest to? A couple guys. Um, I said I'm, I, I played with um, Spencer Dinwiddie in um, Olympic, the college Olympic games. Um, so I'm real close to him. I'm close to um, definitely like my teammates from BCU, Troy Daniels and um, Beyonce Weber. He was in the league. Um, then, like I said, it's a lot of a lot of the guys. Um, I would say like Kenneth Reed. He, he was I was real close to him. Yeah. Um, Shabazz Napier. Cat, um, Carthony um, Towns, um, you know, prayers to him and his family, or what they're going to oh, do. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, probably, I would say my closest probably Robert Covington. Uh, we spent a lot of time together, definitely on the roads, just mm-hmm. chilling and talking. So I would say he's probably closest out of everyone. But Cat's like Cat's probably close, you know, close second. Um, just try to. Just try to pick his brain. He's such a great player as well. So trying to pick his brain and everything um, while I was there was, you know, was was good. All right. So when you first got to the league, what was kind of like your welcome to the NBA moment? Like what happened that sticks out that was like, okay, I made it. I'm here. Like this means business, you know? My first game, I wasn't the first game. My second game as an NBA player, um, Michael, uh, Michael K. Gilchrist got hurt. Oh, he had to, yeah, he had got hurt. And the coach came up to me and was like, you're starting this game. And I was like, oh, okay. And we ended up playing uh, the, the um, Raptors with DeMar DeRozan. And he was like, you have DeMar DeRozan, you got to check him. You know, <laughs> probably the number two or three shooting guards in the league at the time he was playing. He was playing out of his mind. And, you know, a little nervous, but at the end of the day, like, He's DeMond Rosen. If he scores 30, he's supposed to. So I was like, let's go out right. and do the best I can. And he ended up in the fourth quarter. I got the game with like five minutes left. He had 14 points. And I was like, I did my job. He ended up with like 20, 20 24, something like that, 24, 26. But when I got the game, he had 14. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I did my job. And then I knew like if I can – you know, DeMar Rose is one of the better better players in the league. You know, if I can check him, I'm pretty good at, at this defense thing. So I just kind of ran with that. And that was probably one of my good coming to the league moments. Probably a bad coming to the league moment was when Giannis dunked on me. And I was like, all right, you got it. So, <laughs> yeah, so I would say. But it wasn't, like, it wasn't bad. Like, Giannis dunks on everybody. But still, like, just to be on the poster on, on national television is, you know, a little embarrassing, but still Giannis. All right, last question for you, then we'll let you go. If you had to pick one, what's your favorite moment of your career that sticks out to you the most? Going to the playoffs. Um, going to the playoffs and actually winning our first my first playoff game. Um, we played in Brooklyn, we played Philly, and we went to Philly the first game, and we ended up winning that game. It was a that was my first playoff experience. That was my first, you know, time being in that 
in that type of atmosphere. And then playing in Philly is even, that's two times. Like, their their fans are crazy. Like, you know, crazy. And they support them. Probably one of the oh, best yeah. fans. Best fans I've seen in the NBA. Um, so just playing in that atmosphere was great. And getting a win in, in Philly was, you know, great as well. All, you know, we end up losing the series. But just being in that, in that atmosphere, you know, it, it makes you crave to, to go back. So that's now I'm just working and trying to, you know, get back there. That's what I'm trying to get to and then grow from there, going to the next next round, next round to one day, you know, being on the championship team. So but just being in that that atmosphere was great. All right, my man, I think we're done. That that was awesome. Thanks for coming on. We we appreciate it a lot, man. We'll be rooting for you wherever you go. We're fans of that team. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Thank you anytime. All right, see ya. And that does it for another episode of From the Sidelines. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FTS Pod or email us with any questions or comments you have to the FTS Pod at gmail.com. Remember to vote in our FTS tournament bracket on Twitter. Polls are being posted daily. And again, special thanks to Travion Graham of the Hawks for joining us for the fun interview. Follow him on Instagram at FreightTrain21. That's F R 8 Train21. And on Twitter, at Trey Ball 21. Bye, have a great time.